coming up in this episode, I'm going to share with you exactly what I did during my first ever book launch. And I'm also going to discuss a few experiments in book marketing as a new author. I've also changed my mind about something essential to my book marketing plan. Welcome to the Authorpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, thriller writer, Amelia D. Hay. On this podcast, I will bring you writing, book marketing, and self-publishing advice so that you can create your dream author business, build your author platform, and be creatively independent. You can find the episode show notes and lots more information on the podcast page at ameliahay.com forward slash podcast. Hello, writers. Just to let you know, this episode was recorded on February the 17th. So this show is primarily me looking back at the week starting from January 27th. In light of that, I have some exciting news. On Monday, January 27th, I published Missing an ebook, paperback and large print on all online store platforms. And yes, I've changed my mind about going exclusive with Amazon. So stay tuned to find out why and for more details on book marketing and releasing a book as a new author. I'm going to make another change to this podcast. So why another change? The answer is twofold. Firstly, the podcast takes a lot of time to script, record and edit. And there's no way I can avoid that scenario because I want to make the final product as good as possible. I have a few personal pet peeves, which are ironically sound related, and these dislikes are what drives my decision to script and edit. Now, all of this takes time and it's time I'm not spending writing. So here's my dilemma. I'm an author and I need to write. So that needs to come first, but I also love podcasting. Secondly, I want to wait until I have a little more experience to talk about writing or how to write. In light of all of that, I'm changing this podcast to an author podcast diary where I share the behind the scenes of self-publishing. As you might have guessed, the behind the scenes podcast diary is back. Each week, I'm going to dive into my behind-the-scenes misadventures where I talk about how I'm marketing and publishing my books as a brand new fiction author. I'll share the tools I'm using, the mistakes I've made, and what I would do differently next time around. And on the odd occasion, I might interview other authors about how they market and self-publish their books. However, the majority of these episodes are going to be me discussing my week and what I've done and plan to do. You get it, the podcast is going to move back to my behind the scenes diary format. Just a side note, I'm going to make this diary positive while I discuss my successes, failures and lessons learned as opposed to being negative and down when things go wrong because me whining is probably not going to help you learn from my mistakes. Throughout this episode, I will be referencing tools and services that I've used. If you're interested in reading the transcript or would like links to anything I've mentioned in the show, then check out the very long blog post or edited transcript at ameliahay.com forward slash BTS 025. You 
probably won't believe this, but I finished the fourth draft of the book blurb for Missing on Friday, January the 24th in the final hour. Call me boring, but I worked over the weekend of the 25th and 26th of January on self-publishing tasks. After I wrote and edited the fourth draft, I used a book description generator by Kindlepreneur to produce Amazon-friendly HTML. The one thing I will say about the HTML generator is you need to type in your book description. So that means no copying and pasting. You do have the option to copy and paste your blurb into the generator, but if you do that from a program like Microsoft Word, then there is a chance it will pull the HTML from that program and that will affect the HTML you copy into Amazon. And that is something you probably don't want. Towards the end of the week, I completed another draft of the blurb where I added a new hook and made more tweaks to the body of the description. For those of you who are curious, I'll leave a link to the book description HTML generator in the description box below if you're watching the YouTube or in the show notes available in your podcasting app. In the final hour on Sunday evening, I decided to publish my books wide instead of opting into the Kindle Unlimited program. This decision was made after my husband pointed out that I should publish on all platforms first and see where my novella sells the most because I don't actually know where my books will sell until I try. And I don't just mean try for a month or two. I'm going to give it a year because a year will give me a better idea of what it will be like to market my book. Another factor that comes into consideration was the number of books I plan to publish this year. Spoiler alert, I plan to publish three other novels in the James Lond crime thriller series. Books two and three need one more round of revisions and a professional edit and the fourth story is outlined. Because I'm not publishing one book and then taking another year to write book two, I feel that this might be a better decision for me than exclusivity. I hope this helps you understand why I changed my mind about my publishing options. My first publishing mistake came when I strictly observed the 72-hour processing time on Amazon. Yes, this new author was a little foolish because I soon learned it was more like less than a day wait time. On Sunday evening, I pressed publish on my paperback and large print editions thinking it would take time because they were the first physical books that I've ever published. At 11am on Monday, January 27th, I opened my KDP dashboard to find that my paperbacks were live on Amazon. And that's when I thought, oh crap, this prompted me to publish the ebook edition, which was approved in a much shorter time frame than the paperbacks. This change in publishing date led me to upload my ebook on all the other platforms. Interestingly, Google Play Books was the, first, was the quickest platform to approve and go live, followed by Kobo, KDP, Apple, and Drafter Digital. The week before this, I published the paperback on Ingram Spark because they had a similar five business day approval rates. And if I'm super honest, I'm not seeing my book anywhere other than Barnes and Noble at this stage. I chose a 35% discount and no returns because Ingram Spark charges for overseas returns. Let's face it, I'm not Nora Roberts or Lee Childs, so a bookstore isn't going to mass order any of my books anytime soon with or without a higher discount and returns.
Now that I'm on the other side of pressing publish, I've noticed a few interesting mindset issues have crept in almost overnight. And the first is instant gratification. Instant gratification is nothing new. We all live in a world where we order something on Amazon and it arrives the next day. We put up an image on Instagram, receive 25 likes immediately, depending on your hashtag game. Waiting is just so 1999. I will admit that I'm now obsessed with book report, my KDP dashboard, and look Looking at my book on Amazon. Yes, I'm super obsessed. But my more rational brain knows that this is ridiculous and book sales are not a goal that I've set as a part of my book marketing plan. The goals I set were simple and more important than my daily book sales figure. It's in single digits, by the way. So what were these goals? Goal number one was to get readers onto my email lists. Goal number two was get my first 10 book reviews for missing. In the spirit of full disclosure, I have, I did have a goal of selling two to three books per day, but it was number three on the list and only if I achieved the first two goals. Now that I'm aware of my own struggles with instant gratification, I've started to notice it in other places within the self-publishing world. Over the last few weeks, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts where they focus on numbers. I'm not saying that these podcasts are responsible for my mindset issues, but instead I'm pointing out that I'm not alone with this instant gratification thing. When it comes to sales figures or downloads, bigger isn't necessarily better, especially in the case of free versus 99 cent sales. Just hear me out for a second. A larger number of free downloads aren't better than a small amount of 99 cent buyers. Why? There's no incentive to read when you download a freebie. A buyer is more likely to read. How do I know this? My computer in Kindle is full of free downloads that I probably won't read and I know I'm not the only one. The other bonus mindset issue that I've recently acquired post-pressing the publish button is a deeper level of insecurity. Last week, I found myself asking my husband if my story was crappy after seeing a four-star review on Kobo. Yes, you heard me correctly, because the review was worded to say my novella was a great summer read, I found myself questioning whether the review was just being nice. Now that I'm talking about this, I'm thinking WTF. I suspect these insecurities are creeping in now that I know real people people are buying my books in, a, in very small droves, like keyword small. All of this insecurity is flying in the face of a great editorial feedback and feedback from people that I know will not lie to me. As I look back over my author journey, I go through phases where I wrestle with the idea that my book might be the worst story ever written. So maybe this too is just a phase. I'll keep you posted on this. Now for the fun part of the show. I know this is going to sound super embarrassing, but I've made my first few sales for missing on January 22nd and 28th. How many sales, you ask? Oh, just three. I know, stop the presses, but I'm excited because they were three strangers. As a consequence, I spent way too much time staring at my book on the stores. It's... God, that sounds so vain. That's probably the most vain thing that I've ever done other than every time I take a selfie. Yeah, I'm quite mesmerized by the fact that I've put a book up on Amazon. I have self-published other things, which I'm super embarrassed about, by the way, and I don't really want to talk about them, but they are up there. And so this isn't the first time I've pressed publish, but it's, yeah, I'm just so mesmerized. It's, I'm like a moth looking into a light and I'm about to get burnt. That's how bad I am. 
My second screw up was a user error on Apple and Google Play. I would love to blame the platforms because it happened twice. You can kind of see a pattern. So I decided to do a 99 cent ebook sale on all platforms. When I changed the pricing on, Am on Apple, I set the pricing in US dollars and just assumed it was all good, but that wasn't the case. Apple set the price in Europe and the UK, as well as numerous other regions to something equivalent to 49 pence or 49 euro cents instead of 99 pence. It took about an hour to go through and manually change the prices. And I looked up the exchange rates on Google as well. So it was a nightmare. My new nightmare is, is making mistakes again. After that, I checked Google Play to see if the book was discounted correctly, and it wasn't. Just talking about this makes me want to crack open a bottle of rosé. Google Play had priced my book at 75 pence. To have a sale on a book on the Google Play store, you need to upload a C CSV file with the price changes for every region. Once again, this genius decided to place 99 cents and selected the world as the region. Maybe this is the reason for the incorrect pricing. Well, maybe it is. Do yourself a favor and don't do this. Learn from me and don't be lazy and type all of the regional pricing into the spreadsheet. It's a lot of work, but it will save you a lot of heartache. And I didn't change the pricing error because I didn't think it would be worth it. As I've been writing and editing my James Lon crime thriller books, I've been slowly creating a list of comp authors. I hate labeling other authors as competition, but that's what it means. So I've fine tuned my list of comp authors. And as a result, I no longer feel that I'm a unicorn because there are other authors out there who are just like me. Yay. So I feel like that's a huge win. The other task I performed this week was keyword research. I'm including this in the book marketing section because getting this right will affect how my novella is found in the bookstores. Throughout the writing and editing phases, as I created my book marketing plan, I curated a list of keywords to use in the KDP dashboard and everywhere else that will allow me to use keywords. But on Thursday, January 30, I used Publisher Rocket, which was formerly known as KDP Rocket, to curate a list of long tail keywords. My focus was showing up in search results as opposed to showing up in other categories. The reason why I chose to focus on search instead of categories is I'm assuming most people will use the search, then narrow their findings down with the categories. I have no idea whether the changes are useful because it's too soon, but I'll keep you updated. For those of you who are interested, I'll have a link to Publisher Rocket in the blog post, under the YouTube video, and in your favorite podcasting app. This week, I'm also experimenting with boosting a post on Facebook. In the spirit of transparency, I'm not seeing a massive number of clicks to the web address and sales, but pay-per-click advertising isn't always about return on investments. At the moment, I'm focusing on putting my book out there because people need seven touches before buying a product. I just want people to get used to seeing my book. After listening to the New Author podcast, I got a tip from Lindsay Evanoff on inviting people who like the advert to 
like my author page. In the past, I've been super shy about this, but I've been doing it and I've received good results. Eventually, I want to grow my audience on Facebook and start posting videos or stories as a way of connecting with people who are following my page. Hopefully, this will encourage newsletter signups and eventually book sales. As a part of my book marketing strategy, I wanted to use book promotion sites to get my book in front of readers who like crime thrillers. For me, this was more about exposure than making masses of sales, but I've made a few mistakes. Now that I've said that, I paid for a gig on Fiverr that I'm now starting to regret. Unfortunately, I've discovered the sites run by the individual don't have much engagement. What does annoy me about this particular gig was it came recommended on a trusted site that I've already mentioned and I blindly purchased without doing a bit of digging. That was a massive oops. Maybe not massive because the promotion only costed £20. I don't enjoy throwing away 20 quid, but it wasn't the worst thing I've done. During the week, I went and purchased a few last minute book promotions on the following book sites for next week. The sites I chose allowed books by new authors, which meant they didn't have a minimum number of reviews and were reasonably cheap. So here is a short list of the three sites that I used. Book Doggy, Awesome Gang and Bargain Booksy. On Thursday, the 30th of January, I purchased a happy book review feature. For those of you who haven't heard of this company, you pay a fee for the company to email a team of people who like your genre with a free book. And if they feel like it, they will leave a review. Depending upon the package you choose, they will email a limited number of reviews and cap the number of permitted downloads using BookFunnel. On the site, the company states they can't guarantee reviews or even positive reviews because that would be unethical. The service is almost like you're paying to use someone else's advanced reader team. So the readers on the list know they are getting a free book in exchange for a review, but they don't have to leave a review. I'm a bit on the fence about this service. Once again, I will keep you posted about the results for this one. I may not know until a month or so. Just a quick disclaimer, I'm not recommending any of these services. I'm just letting you know that I'm using these services and will let you know my opinion at a later date. In other news, I've started the final round of revisions for Silence, which is book two in the James Alon crime thriller series. The final round of revisions has started off with me, me reading through the story. I need to familiarise myself with it because I need to write four new scenes. Another significant change that needs to be made has to do with the setting. After a trip to Oxford, I decided to change the locations to make the novel a little more interesting. Now that I've said that, I want to go on another research church trip to Oxford. So that's all of the tasks I completed in terms of book launching and book marketing. The next diary episode will be released on Saturday, February 22nd. Thank you for listening and happy reading and writing everybody. Thank you for listening to the Authorpreneur podcast. If you love this episode, then hit the subscribe button and leave a review on your favorite podcasting app. I'm your host, Amelia D. Hay, and I'll see you next week for another episode.